Hey, you're Stocks from the Five Yard Rush podcast and you're listening to the Ballers Dynasty podcast. You're either here because you're in the league or you just got lost. Hey, ballers, it's Stormo. I bet you didn't expect to hear my voice opening the show. Uh, unfortunately, Pitsy has gone over his podcast limit for the week and is now unavailable. So you're stuck with me, and obviously I need someone to co-host. And joining me today, co-hosting, is Statman Rob. Hey, Robbo, how you doing, bud? I'm good. I, I can't believe I've been promoted to, to second in command. Obviously, congratulations on your promotion to, to leading the pod. Must be very exciting for you to, you know, just just chat away now. Um, uh, quite looking forward to doing this week. Um, we'll 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 find out in a little bit, but um, should all, all be good. Awesome. Um, I know obviously Pitsy's not here, and it's exciting. Obviously, not having my babysitter on the show, and uh, well, I suppose you're here to babysit me now, Rob. Um, <laughs> and make sure we don't cock it up. But uh, yes, yeah, gonna be st- strange, but good. I like it. Uh, Pitsy has passed on a couple of things. So the quarterfinal pod got 19 plays, which is pretty impressive. Nice. And we sit, yeah, really good, right? And we're sitting at 640 plays in total. Ooh. What do we think? 750 is, is the aim for the rest of the season, or are we going for 700? Oh, yeah. If we set, well, 700 is a good shout because we've probably got two, two or three more pods left. So if we go 700, that would be, I reckon, a, a pretty decent shout out for the season. Um, yeah, but you know, we can set we can set our goals high and go for seven fifty if you want. I like I like to reach. So obviously, we're still going to do all our usual stuff and the usual features of the the, the podcast. And obviously, we're going to start with our highlights. And this is where Pitsy is going to drop a beat. Amazing, Rob. So obviously, you generally do go first with your highlight when you are on the show. So do you want to hit us up with what you got? Yeah, um, this this has got to be uh, a week of the backup running backs, I think, particularly in last night's game. Gio Bernard, who would have thought two touchdowns, a passing and a rushing one. Tony Pollard, you know, back up to Zeke, two rushing touchdowns. And, you know, I'd like I'd like to think that you could say that Jalen Hurts was a backup running back as well. And Lamar Jackson was a backup running back as well because they, they had great weeks, too. But for me, I think the biggest shock, biggest highlight has got to be the Jets, you know, <laughs> ruining their chances for getting Trevor Lawrence with. I think anyone would have would expected that the Rams would have wiped the floor there. I think they were down as one to 18 to win before the game went ahead. And who would have thought that? Sam Darnold would have had, had something to say about the Jets not taking Trevor Lawrence. That's yeah, crazy. I love the memes going around with uh, obviously Darnold, and obviously he's smiling from ear to ear because obviously he's now jumped and pretty much saved his job, if you like. <laughs> because I would say so. Yeah, the Jags now obviously I can't see them not taking Trevor Lawrence, and I can't see them winning a game for the rest of the season. And I don't know what how they would like points for and who they the scores for the rest of the games between them and the Jets. I can't see, you know, them now 
losing that number one pick. So yeah, Donald's smiling from ear to ear because he's not lost his lot lost his starting job. So that was quite mm-hmm. exciting to see. But I don't know how they did it because the Rams were poor, very poor. So poor. So what about your highlights, Domo? Um, I do really enjoy the the running backs were crazy this week in the backups. Like as you said, Pollard probably the best. Dallas performance from a running back all season because Zeke's been that poor. Um, and that run at the end was great where he somehow ran through, ducked under three tackles and then <laughs> ran 50 yards for the, the touchdown, which was, I was like, I don't even know how he did that. My personal, obviously, highlight, I know it's probably a bit biased, was Chargers beating the Raiders on Thursday night, I believe it was, 30 to 27. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Carr went off, Mariota came on, had a pretty decent game. And obviously, Mariota was the quarterback that Herbert replaced when he left the Ducks. So there's quite a good personal connection between the two of them. And it was head-to-head, head-to-head. Obviously, Badgley pretty much cost us, almost cost us the game because he missed two vital kicks, which would have won it in normal time. But took it to overtime, and Herbert scored the winning touchdown after fumbling it. So that was a bit weird. But there's that funny touchdown rule, isn't it? That if you fumble it in the goal line, you have to be the one to recover it or something. Yeah. Which which was something I was like, yes. Oh, it's like, oh, no, he has to, and not the other charge. But then he obviously scored again. So Herbert to get that winning touchdown against our Raiders and against the Raiders and pretty much stopping them or putting a big dent in their playoff hopes was uh, my highlight. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, definitely a huge result and got to be confidence boosting for <clears throat> for Herbert not to have weapons like Keenan Allen available because he only played, what, a couple of snaps, got one catch and then to still win. Yeah, he only got three targets, which is very minimal for him. Yeah, very important that that, that happened. Eckler didn't have the best of games. Obviously, they used Ballard at the goal line as well, which was important for, for you to get the win, but that would have screwed over a lot of fantasy players, um, <laughs> myself included. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they just need to look at the special teams for next year. Badgley, I think he's done. He is done. You can't miss that many kicks, that many extra points, that many field goals, and expect to be on a team that needs to do better next year, which is, which is a shame because he's been a big part of the Chargers, hasn't he? He's been there for years. Yeah, it's a good big part of the resurgence, and he did really well, obviously. We had that issue when, obviously, Koo, who pretty much cost us three or four games, mm. badly took over from then. It's been super consistent, and it was consistent then. It was consistent last season, and then this season, it's just been poor. And if you look at Koo this season, he's the best kicker in the league at the minute, most yeah. points scored. So whether they ride it out and give Badgley a preseason and see how he gets on at the start of next season, or take a chance and get a whole new kicker. But other than that, the actual special teams itself, the way it's run, formations, and they need to work on pretty much all of that. So that all needs sorting. The the GM for the Chargers says, obviously, he's not going to do anything with Lynn now. And they will uh, at the end of the season, they will look over everything and decide then. Mm. But who knows? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Eh? Yeah, a lot of questions that need to be answered by next year, I think. Shall we get on to some ballers results? Yeah, amazing, mate. So this week, obviously, we've seen the last four men stand and take on each other in the semifinals. And in the first one of them, we had obviously Pitsy and his strong side cornbread versus Dan and his Finn supers. It was predicted to be pretty close uh, before the week, uh, but it ended up being over 100 points difference. And Pitsy, the bagel, uh, his magical playoff run has come to an end in the semis and the cornbread go down 225 to Dan's impressive 338. Such a good, re- good result for Dan this. There were, there, were, there were things that happened on both sides. Pitsy said to us, oh, I can't believe I put in Marcus Valdez-Scantlin instead of Emmanuel Sanders, especially with Michael Thomas being out and Drew Brees being back. So he recognised that he'd made a mistake there as well. But he also had TJ Hawkinson, who didn't show up, and Cooper Cup and Tyree Hill both got under 20 points, which is, I think we'll agree, pretty unusual for them. Cup had a great matchup. Hill normally comes up with something more than that anyway. So there was a few things that happened on his side too. 
Dan didn't play Zeke. Uh, I think a lot of people got caught out by Zeke not playing and Pollard starting instead. And Dan was obviously one of them. But Murray putting up 70 points, that was a big result for him. Leonard Fournette in the flex, you know, with Rojo out, Fournette feasted. And then Darren Waller on Thursday night. Huge result for anyone who played him. Yeah, Waller's Waller's been he's obviously it's probably with um, Kittle out. Waller's been phenomenal and he's had two massive games, uh, and that's pretty much been the Kelsey show all season. But Waller's, you know, he's knocking on that door, um, and it's just been great. He seems to be Carr's main target. He seems to be Mariota's main target, and he was pretty much the only one that caught the ball for the Raiders. So yeah, he was great. That Murray, he had he's had a like an average couple of weeks before this, but this week he was just phenomenal. Really was. Yeah. And obviously D-Hop was back as well to his best this week. So obviously, which means Murray's going to look better. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, the, the playoff run for Pitsy's come to an end. Hawkinson had a, an average game or didn't really show up at all. Mm. Um, and he's been on quite a roll. Uh, and you say, and you, as you spoke about Hill, Kelsey got all those targets. But he didn't get that many yards either. But yeah, they didn't. They did what they needed to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's hard. Hard pill to swallow. But Pitsy spoke about, obviously, Dan being the highest scorer and he would need a miracle to do it. And, you know, unfortunately, it didn't happen this week. No. But that brings us to the second semi-final involving your Puss United against the regular season champs. First game back after the bye. Lee and his Stuart standouts. And this game was expected to be fairly close as well. And it did turn out to be a lot closer than the other semi-final. Sadly, it was your first defeat in a, a long time, ending the fairy tale dream. And the standouts got it 307 to 270. Yeah, um, <clears throat> man. I've struggled with running backs all year. And this week was no other struggle with running back scores. My big wide receivers let me down a little bit as well. Mm. Kelsey got me some points i've not really had a defense i've been floating between defenses all year as well and i picked the skins this week because i thought obviously the seahawks would score points but they'd get a couple sacks but didn't get anywhere near wilson and i think the point difference between glee's defense the the ravens and my washington football team um is pretty much about how much he won almost so yeah you know gave it a good go the dream is over but from second last to fighting for third place, I think it's a pretty decent season when pretty much everyone wrote me off at 0-7. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What what a comeback. And it's it's not been, you know, it's not been a bad thing to watch. It's been it's been a really good thing to watch that gives hope for people next season when they get down to like zero and four, zero and three, start off, you know, starts off really unlucky that there is a chance for anyone to come back and get into the playoffs. You know, it, it's a nice thing to see, especially in the first season. You you highlighted a lot of the things that, that went wrong for your team this week, went right for Lees, you know, the, the Ravens D that almost made up the point difference between your two teams anyway. And Derek Henry, he has <laughs> been, he's been a difference maker for a lot of playoff teams, especially with this run. It's, it's not looking... Any worse from next week? He's got a good matchup next week. I think one thing that might hold him back a little bit is Ryan Tannehill took two rushing touchdowns probably away from him this week. And it's going to be a question of, is Tannehill going to have another great game or is it going to be Henry's game? I think that's the question that needs to be asked. So if you've got Tannehill and Henry, I think you're onto a winner, but I'm sure we'll talk about it in preview. Well, if you look at the, the Titans, obviously are the highest scoring offense so far this year, more than the Chiefs, more than the Saints. But yeah, it just takes that pressure off Henry, really. I know fantasy-wise it's not good, but everyone thinks Henry's going to pound it in. They put five people on him to try and stop him and then Tannehill just waltzes in by himself. So yeah, Tannehill have a, had a massive game. But, you know, at the end of the day, hard pill to swallow, especially losing to uh, Loudmouth Lee. But mm. the two highest scoring teams are yeah. facing each other in the final. You can't knock that. We had it all to play for. Would have been a miracle for us to get through, you know, before through to the end. But unfortunately, you know, fell out the last hurdle. 
you can't knock that the two strongest contenders are fighting out for mm. first and second spot. And of course, that that gives us like the the matchups for the last week as well. Um, who have we got? So yeah, obviously it sets up Lee and Dan in the Ballers' fi- first championship final. I play Pitsy for third place playoff. And uh, could the Robinwood curse of regular season champ disappear in the Ballers League? It has struck in the Robinwood League, and Mark has been knocked out the semi-final there. So the regular season champ will not be the winner in the Robinwood League. So the curse continues. But yeah, will the Ballers League be right in its own history? We shall see. So moving on to the playoff game for fifth place, we had Thacker's Generals against Simon's Hey Darnold. Both teams came in hard. It looked like they were going for the highest position they could get here. Uh, in the end, Simon's quarterback made a huge difference in this result, and he ended up getting the win. 290 to 245. Simon claims the fifth place finish. Facker finishes sixth. Man, Jalen Hurts has looked good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where has he been all season? Um, I saw, uh, I don't know if it was a meme or a poster or like, uh, obviously they had a picture of Herbert, Hurts, Burrows, and Tua. And they're like, could this be the best draft class in a long time or of all time? And as you're looking at the four QBs that are starting this year or have started, obviously, minus Burrows' injury. Uh, and Hurts, I know he's only played two games, but he's looked pretty decent. Mm. Looking very, very, very strong. It could be the new, you know, the draft. When was it? 04? Rivers, Eli, and Big Ben. Probably the last massive big draft, QB draft class that did well. Only time will tell, I think. What's quite nice about Hurts coming in as well is that Sanders hasn't done well over Hurts. Hurts has just run the ball himself. And it's been more, right, we're going to do the pass offense. But then uh, Wentz is going to run the ball. Whereas Hertz has come in and he is a very mobile quarterback and it's causing difficulties for the defenses as well. Like, who do we cover? Do we cover Hertz? Do we cover Sanders? And there's been a huge uptick in Sanders' production these last two weeks. You know, 100 yards against the Saints. He did quite well this week as well against the Cardinals. I've got a feeling that it's going to be a better partnership than what Jackson brings in at the Ravens because Ravens have got a running back committee anyway. And adding Jackson in there just cuts those running points up even more. Whereas if you've got Hertz and Sanders on their own, then you're only dividing it by two rather than three or four. And I think Sanders could really benefit from this. Yeah, yeah. And Hertz looks like a better passer than... I know Jackson's... In, I would say he's just above average passer, uh, but Hertz definitely looks like uh, a better passer. And he's definitely... He looks fast, man. He looks... I don't know mm-hmm. if he's Jackson fast, but he looks pretty fast. He's probably not as fleet-footed and nimble and toey and steppy like Jackson, but he's definitely a decent running quarterback. Yeah. Good to keep an eye on. I don't think Wentz is going to get that job back. No. Um, and there's talk that if Wentz is not a backup, so Wentz might be looking elsewhere next year. Which would be good for the Eagles if they can get some of that money back. Because if he just sits on the bench for after this contract, then, you know, the, the Eagles are going to suffer in terms of a penalty cap. Yeah. Big result for Simon. I think the difference was in the wide receivers. You know, Marvin Jones had a great game. He ended up as the wide receiver three in a lot of leagues and PPR leagues. I think Jones is so un- underrated. I mean, he's never talked about, but man, he's so good. And I think Galladay's absence has just really benefited in the season. Like he's actually been able to prove that he could be a wide receiver one if someone just gave him a shot. Yeah, and who was the other one you said was who did well for Simon? DJ, De- Deontay Johnson. Like he did a good job last night. He made up a lot of more points on Thacker's wide men. Like the two of those players combined, Jones and Johnson actually got a lot more points than Thacker's did. Thacker had Amari Cooper in, Traquan Smith, Jerry Judy, all got below 10 points. So that was the big the big difference maker in, the, in that matchup. Yeah. What, what I've noticed is obviously Judy's supposed to have magical hands, obviously coming from college. So is Lamb, so is Henry Ruggs. But Jefferson is just showing all, four, all three of those mm-hmm. up mega this year. 
I know obviously Jefferson's probably getting a lot more ball than him, but I expected a lot more from Judy. And uh, Lamb's probably been the second best, and Ruggs has also just been average. And obviously, I think Judy coming in was supposed to be the number one wide receiver, young mm-hmm. talent. But yeah, I would say Jefferson and Lamb are definitely looking the best out of the young wide receivers. And you'd think Traquan Smith would get more without Thomas, but there doesn't seem to be. No. It doesn't seem to be, does it? Not at all. So obviously, the fight for seventh place was with Duff and his Gotham City Rogues facing Rolling with Mahomes. Uh, Mark's team came out fighting. Oh boy! Mm. And Ollie's team went down swinging. Obviously, Ollie's been on a pretty decent run. Two, two, two games he won on the road. Two important games. Mm. Um, but Mark, I think Mark's every player in Mark's team finally decided to show up this weekend, and the result was three ninety six to two ninety two. So I know Duffer's score is pretty high, but there's a hundred point difference. But yeah, Duffer would have beaten a lot of the other. He would have got, got a higher score than me and Pitsy, I think. But yeah, Tannehill, Montgomery, Jones, and Ridley all over 40 points. And uh, Nuke came close as well. Yeah, 39 points for Nuke. Looking at Duffer's team, like Juju, Higgins, and Will Lutz, what, the only players who got under 20 points for his team, they got below 10, but they were the only players who got under 20 points. Everyone else was over 20. So Ollie didn't do badly in comparison. He just came up against such a big force. Montgomery supposedly got the easiest running, proved it again this week. Tannehill played the game of his life. Yeah, Tannehill was good. <laughs> it's just such a shame that this was the seventh and eighth place game. This could have been such a huge blockbuster in a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, it was massive. Um, yeah, Mark's literally everyone in Mark's team showed up and Duffer's team did really, really well. You say Tannehill probably did have the game of his career. And obviously people were you know, knocking the amount of money that the Titans have played him. And he's done everything right this season to earn every penny that he's been paid so far mm-hmm. because he's looked completely different quarterback than he did when he was at the Dolphins. Oh, totally. Like I, I thought he was below average at the Dolphins. And now he's, man, he's looked phenomenal this season. Um, so yeah, uh, Tannehill was definitely a game changer. Mm-hmm. So with that, Mark finishes in seventh place and Ollie takes the eighth place finish. Finally, the toilet bowl, the championship no one wants. Susie and a blue suede mint shoes facing Rob and the decap and your decap McCaffrey's. Game went to the wire. It was well close. Uh, only 14 points in it in the end. Um, the decap McCaffrey's stopped the rot and got a win when it counted. You got the win with 283 to 269, giving you the ninth place, which means Susie is the first winner of the toilet bowl and finishes 10th place and gets next season's first pick. If, if there was a game that I would have wanted to win, it would have been... The Robin Wood one, which also went very, very close as well. <laughs> yeah, you've had a tough weekend. Sadly, I, d- I didn't make the final there for another another year. Uh, that was well, the second highest scoring team in that league and still not making it through. Absolutely gutting. Yeah, um, but just shows just shows how close this game was as well. Had DeAndre Washington as a healthy scratch, that wasn't a great start already. He was overlooked in favour of Ahmed and Patrick Laird. And even Breida got the ball before Washington as well, didn't he? Breida had a oh, decent yeah. game for. Yeah, I don't think don't even think Washington got a, a carry. No, I don't think he did. And the Dolphins got something like over 150. I can't remember. They got loads of rushing yards as well. Loads. loads. Um, yeah, I think Ahmed was the first Dolphins rusher to go for over 100 yards in a long time. A long, a long yeah, they've gone, they've gone a big stretch of not going for 100. So it would have been nice if that was Washington, but sadly it wasn't. Um, but that was offset uh, slightly by Susie's four points from Malcolm Brown. Brown could actually be win with more carries next week after what happened to Cam Akers, but sadly it wasn't this week for her. Uh, she had McKissick and Singletary in flex spots, though, so they did really well. But I think the difference was at wide receiver. I got Darnell Mooney, I had Russell Gage, I had Bobby Trees, all got touchdowns for me. On the, on the other side, Susie had Hollywood Brown and Nikhil Harry, who disappointed for her as well. Yeah, big time. 
But I think the, the big difference was Panthers, although they conceded a lot of points, they did a lot of defensive uh, things to get points as well. And the Vikings didn't do great against the Bears, wasn't it? Yeah. And that difference could have settled the game on its own. So fortunately, a few players went right for me. And, and as we know, a few players doing the right thing, that can make the difference. That's all you need. Eh? You only need a few players to make the difference. Um, yeah, the Vikings D once again, um, not not great. But that was a pretty much a shootout as well. There was Bears going up. Cousins going back, Bears going up. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty decent game that to watch actually. Um, yeah, so Susie's literally fallen from where was she? Fourth at one spot, all the way to the so. toilet bowl. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is quite crazy. And yeah, Mooney looks like oh man, there's something about him. I've not known a lot about him this season, but yeah, he's looked good this year. He just needs to get that connection with Mitch. I think like he gets the overthrown passes from Falls whenever he was playing, but he just needs to get that connection with with uh, Trubisky that he's got with Robinson. Yeah, uh, and I think they could be a really good pair as well as Anthony Miller as well. But I think he could take Anthony Miller's spot. To be fair, and yeah, it looks like it definitely looks like it. It definitely seems to be like the number number two receiver in Chicago. But yeah, he looks pretty good. Mm. Cool. So moving on to my thoughts and figures. Um, so, top scoring quarterback this week uh, was Mr. Allen Rob. Did you start him? I did, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, had a, he had a massive game. Um, and obviously, Tannehill for Mark had a massive game as well. I think there was only two points difference between the two. Highest scoring running back was Montgomery. I know he was predicted in the top five last year, but this is the best game I've seen him have in his career. I know he's had a good couple of games the last few, but this one is definitely the best he's played. Um, and then Pollard was uh, not, not too far as well. He was in top three as well, which... It's surprising. This, this is my little funny thing. So the highest scoring wide receiver is actually McKissick. Oh, <laughs> who's down in sleeper. Yeah, he's down in sleeper as a yeah. as a hybrid. He can play him at running back or uh, wide receiver. Um, and he scored the most with 47. Waller, Waller for Dan scored massively, 46 points. And Thacker, once again, didn't start the Cardinals D. Uh, who scored 50 points for the second week in a row, they're the highest scorers. Luckily, he started the Bills, who scored 41, so it's not too much of a hit. But yeah, Cardinals had another massive, massive game with the D. Lowest scoring starters. Here's an interesting one. Two lowest scoring quarterbacks were Rodgers with 36 and Wilson with 37. Mm. Yeah, obviously, Gurley got me. He's down there, scored six. Zeke scored a big fat zero. Uh, Washington, a big fat zero for you. So yeah, Brown, obviously, for Susie. Um, which you thought you would have got a bit more because Akers went off injured, but obviously they were chasing the game winner, so they weren't running it a lot. Yeah, they didn't run the ball at all. Like they, they ran the ball a surprisingly little amount, considering how well they'd done with the run uh, in previous games. Yeah, I know the Jets aren't great against the run. But they're very weak against the outside outside runs where, where Akers does really well, as we saw. Like he made a really nice cut early on in the game. Yeah, but they they, they got the plan all wrong. There, I think it was just the overconfidence of going into that game. And everybody on the Rams team suffered, apart from Tyler Higby, which was a surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah, Higby looks okay. Highest scoring or lowest scoring starting wide receivers, as you mentioned, Judy got three. Boyd got a big fat zero. I think he went off injured though, didn't he, Boyd? I think so. Last night, yeah. Uh, obviously, Valdez Scandling, big fat zero. McNeil Harry, four. Juju got tackled into the next dimension. He only scored yeah. two. <laughs> uh, Parker also got zero. So yeah, there's some... Big wide receivers on there that didn't score any points. Ebron last night for the, the Mighty Steelers got one reception or naught out of one reception. So he scored no points um, in the tight end position. And then obviously the Vikings scored eight as the lowest scoring D. Yeah, which was ultimately uh, good for me in the end. Like a lot of players on Susie's team now, if, if anything could have gone different, it could have been me with the with the toilet bowl. But, you know, I have to make do with the second pick, which, is, which isn't <laughs> too bad. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, obviously. 
let's get let's get a get a bit crazy and see if people start swapping picks and stuff. But yeah, Pitsy and I obviously have two picks each in the first round. Unfortunately, both of those will be at the back because Dan and Lee don't have them. You'll be picking second. Susie will be picking first. Who knows what everyone needs? Mm. Is a big wide receiver. Apparently, it's quite a good wide receiver and running back class coming out out of college this year. Uh, and there's a couple of decent decent young quarterbacks, but it, it makes a massive difference to which team they go. So. Very much um, so. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. One to keep an eye on. And, of course, um, there's been talk about Pitsy opening up the trading window after Christmas, after the last game. So we could, we could be seeing a lot of months of trades and players being going backwards and forwards even before the draft. Yeah. Uh, Lee, can you give me Henry, mate? I'll give you your third-round pick back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one, can, one can dream. You might get Gorman back for that if, if he's getting back. I might get Gorman. <laughs> I don't want Gorman for a third. Uh, I'll take Barkley for a third, though. <laughs> oh, man, imagine he's got that Barkley and Henry next year. Ouch. Um, <laughs> so, Robbo, thanks uh, thanks for joining me today. I know uh, you and I took took the reins because Pitsy obviously was uh, over his limits. But it's been fun. Uh, Maybe we should maybe we should start yeah. a petition in the group and see if we can get Pitsy voted out. So, yeah, so if you don't want Pitsy in the pod anymore, Let's start a petition. Only joking, Pitsy, mate. We missed you. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> but yeah, Rob, thank you for joining me. Uh, obviously, great work as always. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, until next time. Until next time. Ballers to the wall. <laughs>